Thanks for checking out the Christian Life Austin podcast. If this is your first time listening, make sure to check us out at clcaustin.com for more info on how you can connect with us. We trust that you will enjoy today's message. Thank you for listening. I'm going to talk about the divine crescendo tonight. And uh, it may not be the deepest thing ever preached, but it won't be the shallowest thing ever preached. But it's something I feel in my spirit right now. And with God's help and with your help, I'm going to preach the gospel to you. And you may be seated, you're awesome people. Thanks for letting me pray for you tonight. I never cease to be amazed at the beautiful crowd that shows up here on Wednesday evenings. We have some wonderful guests. That's it. Clap your hands. It's all right. Clap your hands. That's good. Thank you. I don't have to tell you. You already know. But there's a lot of bad news out there today. In fact, it seems like we're being conditioned in America to believe the worst. Let's try this on for size. I'm going to start a sentence and you're going to finish it. All right. You ready? All good things must, wow, you know it. What goes up must, whatever will be, be. hope for the best, but expect. (laughs) You can't teach an old dog. Anything that can go wrong. There's no such thing as a class just got a little thinner. The A students separated from the B and C students in that one. Things go from bad It just seems that our proverbial wisdom has a distinctively negative twist to it. But faith holds a different view. My Bible does not suggest that all good things will come to an end. And we can expect the best because Christ took our worst. And grace teaches us that old dogs can have new tricks and leopards can shed their spots. And what went wrong in the garden was made right at Calvary. What the first Adam lost, the second Adam took back. And tell the 5,000 on the Galilean hillside that there's no such thing as a free lunch. For in God's world, things do not always go from bad to worse. Would you let me share with you some good news today? Pastor, there's no good news. Unemployment's up, dollars down, credit market's tightening, and there's an election coming next month or two months from away. I know if you keep your eyes on this world, you won't see it. But I bid you tonight to lift up your eyes from this world and look up. Just look up. Lift up your eyes to the hills. I will bring you one verse of scripture found in Ezekiel 41. It's one of those hidden texts that I'm going to bring to this church. I'll read it from the King James Version. Then I'll read it from another translation where you can catch what's being said. So first the King James, Ezekiel 41 and 7. And there was an enlarging and a winding about still upward on the side chambers. This is Ezekiel in the house of God. For the winding about of the house went still upward round about the house. Therefore, the breadth of the house was still upward and so increased from the lowest chamber to the highest by the midst. There. Did you get it? No, you didn't. What I did get was, Pastor, there's 50 words in that single sentence and two colons to boot. How do you even fit two colons into a single sentence? Okay. 
Let's go to another translation. Let's do the NIV. The side rooms all around the temple were wider at each successive level. Did you get that? The structure surrounding the temple was built in ascending stages so that the rooms widened as one went upward. A stairway went up from the lowest floor to the top floor through the middle floor. Now that's better. Because see, we noticed that as Ezekiel climbed the stairway in God's house, he noticed that the higher he got, the wider it became. It was reverse. I call this the divine crescendo. There are two Latin words used by musicians and vocalists to indicate the increase and decrease of volumes. The word crescendo describes the strengthening of a note or a voice. The opposite, diminuendo, describes the weakness of a note or a voice. A crescendo goes from a whisper to a shout. A diminuendo goes from a shout to a whisper. The world specializes, this world does, in diminuendos. The world is good at pulling down. Someone decides to accept God's offer of a new life and the world seeks to dissuade that person. Someone offers himself a willing vessel to God and the world tries to discourage that person. Someone believes that God can make a difference and the world will argue the point. The world calls this a worldly diminuendo. Our world, seven years ago, commemorated a diminuendo in the music industry. Back in 1959 in February, we remember that day. It was called the day the music died. 57 years ago, a small plane carrying three young singers crashed in a frozen Iowa cornfield. Aboard the ill-fated plane were one of my favorite singers of that day, Buddy Holly, and the Big Bopper, and a boy named Richie Valens. And this diminuendo was, weak, was a weakening of the note, created the loss of such songs as La Bamba. <laughs> oh, act like you're holy. And Donna, remember Donna? And Chantilly lace and a pretty face. And white lightning, oh God. And Peggy Sue, and that'll be the day. All the songs these guys sang and could have sung were reduced to a whisper. But not so nearly famous as these singers was a man named Ted Daffin. He passed away a few years ago, several years ago in Houston, Texas. His single famous song was recorded by Johnny Cash and Ray Charles. And this song reflects all the world has to offer. The song, Born to Lose. That's his only song. Born to Lose, I've lived my life in vain. Every dream has only brought me pain. All my life I've always been so blue. Born to lose and now I'm losing you. I read an article not long ago that the phrase born to lose remains the most popular tattoo in American prisons. When the forensic pathologist finds this tattoo on a person in his morgue, he knows that the deceased probably served time or suffered from drug addictions. Born to lose. I want to stop right now and tell you nobody in this house is born to lose. Who would have that branded into their flesh? Who would display the stigmata of shame for a world to see? 
As a wise tattoo artist once said, before tattoo in body, tattoo in mind. Or as Vince Lombardi, the great Green Bay Packer coach once said, winning is a habit. Unfortunately, so is losing. When people grow accustomed to falling short, when they grow accustomed to never crossing the finish line, born to lose is stamped in their minds and in their posture and in their attitudes. And because of the fall in the garden, people who should have dominion are diminished. And a worldly diminuendo plagues humanity. Born in sin, so born to sin. We fall again and again and again. Now I want to speak to you tonight on something very, very, very profound. Four is the number of the world in scripture. Four, the number four. The Bible speaks of the earth's four corners or hemispheres. The Bible speaks of four rivers flowing out of Eden. The Bible speaks of the four compasses and so forth, north, south, east, and west. And in the story in the gospel, four men in the book of Mark chapter 2, Lord, a paralyzed friend into a room where Jesus was teaching. They couldn't get in the door, so they got on the roof and tore the roof off and let him down. See, the world specializes in the denimento of life. The best that those four guys could do was to let that man down. And when you die and pallbearers carry you to your grave, the best they can do is let you down. But please notice, when the world let that paralyzed man down, there was one who knew how to lift him up. From the world's diminuendo, Jesus offers a crescendo. From a diminishing life, he offers an up life. From a down posture, he offers an up experience. He lifts us into heavenly places, Ephesians says. Our our feet are put on higher ground, Psalms 18 says. He brings us from the lowlands of despondency to the highlands of delight, the word says. For all of the bad news in this world, there remains one, 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 who still brings good news to all of us. And his name is Jesus. You may have been born to lose, but you can be born again to win. Because that's what Jesus does. He brings a born again experience into our life. A new chance and a new day have come. And as the King James Version said in our text, there was an, everybody say an enlarging. Wow, an enlarging. As the prayer of Jabez says in 1 Chronicles 4, enlarge my territory. In the day of dwindling returns, God, enlarge. In the day of shrinking resources, God, enlarge. And in our text, we do not see a diminuendo. We see the exact opposite, Lord. We see a divine crescendo in our life. And I want to declare something to you. This church that Jesus built is not going under. It's going over. And one day it's going up. Because government didn't build this church. Man didn't build this church. Kingdoms didn't build this church. Jesus said upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Everybody say he built it. We get to share it. And we're in a rising tide. 
Let me talk about God's great crescendo a little bit. He's got a great crescendo. It's not a tiny one, it's a big one. Much could and should be said about the passage that we read. Allow me to mention only a few things. I will largely ignore much of the detail to point out an underlying principle that I believe the Holy Ghost wants to burn in our minds and our spirits tonight. About 2,500 years ago, God allowed a young man named Ezekiel, by the way, he's one of my favorite Old Testament books, to see what heaven had planned for the end time. Heaven took Ezekiel on a visionary tour of the temple to be made visible in the distant future, probably, possibly, during the millennial reign of our Lord when he comes back for a thousand years. And in the chapter preceding our text, Ezekiel tours the magnificent structure of the house. He sees the holy place. And his attention is drawn to the side chambers, folks. you got to get this. Or the storehouses. The storehouses where stuff is. Tucked into the temple walls. And he climbed. And as he climbs from the lowest to the highest floor of the temple, he notices that all the storehouses get wider. They get bigger. Now think with me now the seven wonders of the ancient world. One of them is the pyramids of Giza. The base of the pyramid is wide. But the higher one goes, the structure tapers to a point. But Ezekiel saw a wonder of the divine world. The higher one climbed, the wider it became. Almost as if to say that the closer we draw to heaven, the closer we draw to God, the closer we draw to him, the greater the supply is in our life. The Lord is not working with diminishing trickle-down economics The Lord says, come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden. You want some rest? I'll give you some rest. Amen. Learn of me, for I am weak and lowly. My yoke is easy. My burden's light. Somebody needs to understand that God has got a great crescendo in our lives waiting for us. A great one. It's a great one. It's not a tiny one. Let me illustrate the point very simply, but profoundly. Exodus 19 is the giving of the law. And when God met Moses atop the mountain to give him the law, we read that God's spirit began to move and a trumpet, folks, was heard in 19 and 19. And the trumpet sounded a long blast and grew louder and louder. Are you with me? It grew louder and louder. God's word does not diminish. It crescendos. It gets larger. Let me tell you about the anointing of David. The prophet Samuel anointed the young shepherd boy to be the future king of Israel. And you remember that God had rejected Saul as king because he would not slay all the Amalekites. And notice that the Bible says about David and about the house of Saul. 2 Samuel chapter 3 said, Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David waxed stronger and stronger. (laughs) And the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. The one God rejected grew weaker and weaker. But the one God blessed grew stronger and stronger. Saul began his reign in the spirit, but finished it in the flesh. David began his reign in the spirit and ended in the spirit. Like Ezekiel climbing into God's house, pleasing God invites expansion. Serving God with all your heart permits God to bring fresh blessings into your life. I feel like shouting a little bit right now. I'm telling you, I'm ready to go high with God. I'm ready to lift up and do great things in the kingdom. I'm ready for this church to break out and expand and do mighty works for God because the higher we go in the kingdom, the greater the expanse, the greater the storehouse, the greater the blessing, the greater the power. 
Hallelujah. Oh, I wish somebody let me preach tonight. Woo. Hallelujah. Let me tell you about Job's last days. I'm talking about this great crescendo here. Pastor, I don't understand why this happened to me. Well, let me, let me talk to you. May I kindly tell you that I'll answer your question with a question. Why not you? Why not me? What, what, what precludes us from suffering? Are you and I any better than Job? He was a perfect man. Loved God, righteous, prayed much, showed great compassion for his family, and was generous to those with whom he encountered. Yet Job experienced one trial after another. Lest we be tempted to say that the divine crescendo fails here. After all, Job lost almost everything. His kids, his health, his wife's respect, his friend's support, and his livestock. Yet Job held his integrity and his faith in God. Hear him shout. Hear him shout. God gives and God takes away. I'm going to put Johnson on it now, but praise God anyhow. 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 You know, you know, there's times when Judah, which means praise in the Bible, is ugly. I'd rather see ugly praise than pretty praise. I'd rather see people praising God when everything's going south in their life as to see them praising God when they're on top of the mountain. Anybody can say hallelujah when all the banks are filled and all the houses are, are blessed and all the kids are home and all the stock is in the barn and everything's working cozy. But you put somebody in the valley. Give me some ugly Judah. Give me some boys that'll praise the Lord. Give me somebody who'll say hallelujah. Give me somebody who'll thank Jesus when things are going bad. Give me some ugly Judah. Give me some people that'll praise him. That'll praise him. That's why I love Job, not because he went through, but because he said, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, Job 42 and 12. He blessed the latter end. God's no respecter person. He loves to do great things. He loves to do great things for those who persistently plead for his promises. Hear me. Don't get lost in all those questions in the book of Job. Don't get lost in the sickness and the pain and the confusion and the loss. There's an anchor in that last chapter. God's going to bless the latter end more than the beginning. The latter rain will be greater than the former rain. Hold on because God's got a great crescendo coming. The grand finale is coming. The high tide's on its way. But preacher, it's dark. Yeah, let me give you another illustration. Solomon's wisdom in, Solomon, in Proverbs 4 and 18 said, The path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more to the perfect day. I know the way may grow drear for the moment and the clouds may hang low for the moment, but it will always be that way. It will not always be that way. There's a crescendo of light coming. There's a dawning of a new day. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. In fact, Isaiah spoke of Christ's government after telling that Jesus who was to come was a wonderful counselor, the mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah said, and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. He just keeps on increasing. Roll a stone up to his grave and he'll rise again anyhow. 
Send one of his kids into a seeming dead end and they'll find a thoroughfare of God's grace because God, government is never going to end. It's going to increase and increase and increase and increase and increase and increase and increase. I'm preaching simple faith tonight, but I believe what I'm preaching. And let me go back to Ezekiel. I'm talking about this God's massive crescendo, his great crescendo. Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel said, the higher, the wider. The more I climb, the more I can see. Later in the same vision, six chapters later, Ezekiel comes to the front of the temple facing the east toward a new day. And he says this little thin stream of water flowing over a threshold and the spirit bids him to follow. So as he follows this little river, this little tributary, he noticed the further it went, the wider it became. He started a little bit and he got big. He waded to the river 1,500 feet, water to his knees. Another 1,500 feet, water to his waist. Another 1,500 feet, water to his chest. And when he got in there almost a mile, there was waters deep enough to swim in. Let me just stop and give you a prophetic word. This church is fixing to lose its foothold and have to swim a little. Because there's some spirit about to baptize this place. I'm telling you right now, there's a Holy Ghost that's coming upon this church. You know why? Because there's a hungry people in this house. And he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. And it's not emotion and it's not commotion. It is God's great crescendo. Get ready. Come on, get ready. This thing, a rising tide lifts all the boats. Come on, get ready. God's going to do something. God's going to restore your families. He's going to heal your house. He's going to give you jobs. He's going to give you vocations. He's going to bless your children. He's going to bring in the lost. He's going to bring in the backslider. Get ready. God's got something big on his mind. He's got a crescendo coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In his first miracle, he turns water into wine. This water into wine. And the governor of the feast spits and sputters. And he said, everyone else gives the best wine first, but you've saved the best for now. God's modus operandi is I'm going to bring a crescendo. So God tells Moses, you think you failed, Moses? You came real close to the promised land, but you didn't go in. You think you're washed up, Moses? You think you're washed up? Let me show you a divine crescendo. Hundreds of years from now, you're going to be sitting with Jesus in the promised land. John Mark, you feel silly? You feel goofy? Because Paul sent you home, said you wasn't profitable? You feel washed up? You feel ashamed? Not so. Paul will soon be calling for you saying he's profitable now. There's a work to be done. This is the divine crescendo. Simon, you think your story will end in bitter tears? Come on, Pete. You're better than that. Get up. Go fishing. Go back to the place where you met Jesus the first time and get ready for a draw to fish. Then turn your back on that fishing boat forever and go be fishers of men. Because Pentecost is coming and I need you to preach a sermon. Get ready. you got a sermon to preach. It's a divine crescendo. Jonah, do you think this is all she wrote? Do you think your life is going to end being digested in a whale? No, Jonah. As best you can, get on your knees and face Jerusalem. Cry out to the one who can lift you from the deep. Get ready for a divine crescendo. <laughs> some of you, some of you been messing around. You just been, oh God, oh God. <laughs> I tried to get up. I just can't get up. I tried to get up. I just can't. Oh, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Come on, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. 
Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Somebody's got to stand up in this last hour. Somebody's got to get up. Somebody's got to stand. Somebody's got to proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come on. You got to get up. There's a crescendo coming to Christian life church. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Come on, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. There's a crescendo headed our way. Some churches are not going to close their doors. We're going to have revival until Jesus comes again. Paul said, the outward man may perish day by day, but there's a lifting, there's a renewing. The inward man would continue to be strengthened. You aren't getting weaker, you're growing stronger. The fire only serves to make the gold more beautiful and more valuable. Notice this about Ezekiel's tour, for him to see the widening, for him to see the more beautiful supply, he had to say goodbye to the lower levels and he climbed higher. He climbed higher. Everybody say, I'm climbing. Higher. Because the higher I go in God, the wider the storehouse is. Mm. You ready? I'm going to tell you a story. I don't talk about money. I'm going to talk about money right now. I passed a little church in Dallas. Had 15 people. Went to the refrigerator one day. We had one egg. I preached out every week. We had church on Sunday and Tuesday. And I'd go preach Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And come back and give my whole check to the church. Didn't bother me. I never looked at sacrifice. I never thought about sacrifice. It's just what you're supposed to do. You grow, grow a church. And one day I didn't have any food. So I went to the, went to the mailbox. And there was a $200 check from my future father-in-law that knew me just because my wife and I had preached revival for him in Houston and he loved us. His $200 check. And so, <laughs> so I said, you know what? God knows where I'm at. I felt a little crescendo in my spirit. It wasn't but about five years later, I preached one time and made $2,000. God added a zero. And my faith just, I said, man, I didn't know I was that good. I wasn't. They just loved me. You understand that? It wasn't too long from then to somebody decided to bless me with $20,000. I said, what's going on here, God? And I, I'm tracking 200, 2,000, 20,000. And back in 1987, 1988 in Dorita, Louisiana, I'm sitting in that, in that church, in that office, and we need to build a family life center. And a young man come in, he said, Pastor, can I talk to you? I said, yeah, what you got, buddy? Good guy. He said, I got $80,000 for the church. I said, sit down. <laughs> can I get you a cup of coffee, popcorn? <laughs> I'm teasing. $83,000, hand it to the church. He hadn't more got to his house. Patty can verify this. Hadn't more got to his house. And another man walked in a week later. 
and said, Pastor, you got a minute? I said, you need a cup of coffee? <laughs> I was already believing God. I was believing God. He said, Pastor, I, I, I had a little accident several years ago and I got paid off and I got some punitive damages and I want to bless this church. I said, well, bless on, brother, just bless on. He put a $200,000 check in front of me. It cost $400,000 to build that gym. We had $283,000 just like that in one week. And I decided, might as well just ask for the rest of it. And I did. We built it debt free. Here's what I'm telling you. Some people can't take 200 and know that God's given you a crescendo. You have to wait till it's 200,000. And then you're too tight to even tithe on it. This guy never walked again that gave me 200,000. He always had to use crutches and a walker. He never got to walk with his legs again. He was crippled for the, day, for the rest of his life till the day he died and he's already passed on. But here's what I'm telling you, folks. When God gives you anything, start climbing. If he gives you a word, start climbing. If he gives you a healing, just start climbing. If he gives you a blessing, just start climbing. Because the higher you go in God, the bigger the storehouse gets. Come on now. The bigger the storehouse gets. Do you want God to bless you with something? Start blessing the church of the living God and watch God bless you and take you higher and deeper and greater in the kingdom. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Boy, that's powerful to me. That's powerful to me. So, Ezekiel climbed higher. I want to talk about climbing higher, then I'm going to close. I want to talk about climbing higher. If things look a little bleak where you are, climb higher. Get up. Set your eyes above the confusion. Open up your heart and mind to what God is saying. A sure, pardon me, a sure sign of discouragement is you are living too close to this world. Go up a little higher. In days of waning supply, ascend to the divine crescendo. When the market is played out, God will show out. He will crown favor on his people. He will bless you. He wants to bless you. Colossians 2 said, each of us are bound up in the body of Christ and that we increase with the increase of God. That sounds like I'm money preaching. I'm not. But you need to be increased in God. What is this increase in God? It's what God is doing inside of you right now. He's pushing those born to lose thoughts out of your mind. He's given you greater strength in his presence from grace to grace, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from a shining more and more to the dawning. You are not pulled down into the eddy of a worldly whirlpool. Rather, you're being caught up in the vortex of a divine thermal that's lifting you. Because that's what God does. Stronger and stronger. Everybody say stronger and stronger. I love when Randy sings, we go from glory to glory to glory. I'll never be the same until Monday. Forever change till Tuesday. <laughs> Come on, shout it loud. Get louder. There's a crescendo coming. Life more abundantly. God longs to take you to his upper room of provision. He wants you to see for yourself what he has for you. The higher I climb, the greater the store supply gets for me. The more I see of God, the more provision I see. No wonder John the Baptist said of Jesus, he must crescendo. And I must diminuendo. I've got to diminish. He's got to increase. Let God arise. Let him be increased in your life.
Jesus said that those who believe shall do his works, and not only his works, but greater works, are reserved for the children of God. That's a divine crescendo. Church, let me, let, me, let me close now. Do you think, do you really think that the promises of God have passed you by? You can't think that way. Do you really believe that you're calling it to occupy a few cubic spaces, feet of space and to subsist on memories of yesterday's revivals? No. God is, has something good for you. He's getting ready for the lifting. Come up here. Exit the plains of mediocrity. That's what I wrote. Step into the clean, crisp air. Alpine air of confidence. Breathe deep from the promise that he's able to do exceeding abundantly of all that you can ask or think. So let me close with his vision. You may recall that the Israelites were along the river Chebar. And they put their harps on the willow because they couldn't sing a song. There was a diminuendo going on. They said, we can't sing a strong song in a strange land. So there was a diminuendo. They were about to give up, throw in the towel. But Ezekiel was along the same river with them. And in the first chapter he said... I was too by the river of Babylon. But while everyone else was weeping, I looked up higher. And I saw heavens open. And I had visions of God. I saw the Lord. I had visions of God. God sent me here tonight with a very simple message to you. God's motive in the life of his children is that of a crescendo. Yesterday was good, but today is better. Tomorrow is going to be even better. And only God knows how good it will get tomorrow. So God wants someone to shout, my cup runs over. I'm excited about what God is doing in my life. I really am. I really am. I'm, 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 I'm kind of, when I say hard, I'm not hard. I'm, I'm, I'm strong sometimes. I'm strong on our staff and staff meetings. And we have staff meetings on Tuesday, and I close with this today. Almost, almost every week we talk about the things that we need to do and what we need to be. And, and then I, I usually close with a little, just, a little, just a little charge to our staff. And I, I, I said this today. I said, staff, listen. We have the greatest kingdom in all the world to work for. There's not a greater kingdom in all the earth to work for than the kingdom of God. Not a greater kingdom in all the world. You believe that? Not a greater kingdom. God's people should be so excited that they get to be involved in the kingdom of God that we ought to be listening for any note that would raise us up or any ladder that would take us higher. Because the higher we go in this thing of God's kingdom, the wider and the fuller the house of storage is. And God wants to take this church to a brand new level. It is not the will of God for you to be dragging out your tracks being a child of God. One man said to one man in the Old Testament said, why are you lean from day? Are you not a king's son? It's not the will of God for king's kids to be lean and to be pale and to act like they don't have a life. We have life and that more abundantly tonight. Come on. We have it. We have it. We have life. We have life. Come on, breathe deep. We have life. We have life. Don't let hell play a trick on you and tell you that you don't have what it takes. How long are you going to be listening to that old booger bear? How long are you going to be listening to him? He's a liar and the father of all lies. There's no truth in him. There's no truth in him. There is no truth in the devil. Quit listening to that voice. He, he always comes to condemn. He'll condemn you. 
He'll make you feel like you don't belong in this thing. You look back at him and say, devil, when you bring up my past, I'm going to talk about your future. Don't let that devil hang around. Don't let him hang around you. He's a liar. Our old boy in East Texas, he's a liar. He's a liar. He's just whatever he is. He is a liar. And the truth is not in him. And in the name of Jesus, we're going to go from glory to glory. We're going to go higher and higher in the name of the Lord. We're going to hear the great crescendo, the divine crescendo of heaven. This church is not in a diminuendo mood. We're going higher, higher, and higher in the kingdom of God. Stand to your feet all over the house and receive the word. Clap in your hands and rejoice in it right now in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Man, man. Have y'all heard? Our newest kid that went down to Bernie had 380 people in his first Sunday. Have you heard that? That's the 27th pastor this church has turned out in the last 26 years. We've had a good graduating class every year. And I'm telling you, God's not finished with us. He's not just producing people out there. He's producing people in here. And there's a great, great awakening happening in this world. Because this world is going to need something better than anybody can give them out there. And there's got to be a church that has a crescendo going on. Amen. And we're rising in the name of the Lord. Everybody say, go higher. Go higher. That sounds real shallow, but it's true. Go higher. The storerooms get bigger. And the blessings are greater. Amen. God's fixing to let us deal in things that we cannot believe imaginable. Because God is with us. Amen. 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 Have I told you lately that I love you? Help me, Randy. Have I told you lately that I love you? Woo. Have I told you there's no one else above you? And I love you guys. Thank you for making Wednesday night so special for us. As long as there's breath in me, I'll give you the best I've got every Wednesday night. Thank you. Would you lift your hands all over the house? Father, I love you tonight. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your saving power. Thank you for your delivering power. Thank you because you loved us and you loved us first. You taught us how to love it, so we love you back. Thank you for these precious people. And that concludes today's message. Please visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, to register for an upcoming event, or to support the Christian Life Ministry through our online giving portal. Thank you for listening.